1: Mahomes has the time, delivers,
0: perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, and touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Catch it.
3: He did. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Sean Siegel. Sean, we're well into the off-season now. A couple of weeks past the Super Bowl, we're starting to think of the NFL draft. There'll be lots of information coming out over the the coming weeks and months uh, with the prospects, and it's been fun starting to dive into them so far but uh, today on the show we're going to look a little bit at baseball and uh, the ffpc Baseball command center up on the website and how to see some uh, key advantages uh, throughout that drafting experience uh, best ball in full flow at the moment a lot of uh, edges to be able to be had at this early stage of draft season and again as i mentioned on previous shows you know we talk about baseball here but a lot of the A lot of the information we're going to discuss can be filtered back into Redraft or uh, Dynasty in terms of the players we talk about and uh, some of the crossover as well and the uh, kind of strategies that we do entail. But uh, it's going to be a fun show today, Sean.
2: It is. And we're going to talk, as you mentioned, about some best ball on Thursday. We'll talk some more Dynasty, talking the Dynasty Rookie Guide, but also some ways to beat your Dynasty startup draft in the early on When you have those pre-NFL draft startups, those are a lot of fun, especially when rookies are included. We'll tell you how to exploit those leagues. Yeah, today we're talking about FFPC Best Ball, and you know, frequent listeners know that the FFPC is one of our sponsors, but one of the reasons why we have this partnership is we love playing these FFPC events. That includes the main event, obviously, that we talked about a lot last fall, but also these Best Ball Leagues i really enjoy playing best ball because you can play it during this time of the year that otherwise it's a little bit tricky to do drafts blair and i are doing you know four five six drafts right now it's a lot of fun you get to look at player and team construction on a variety of different teams from different draft slots slightly different formats we're mixing up classic and super flex types of leagues there but one of the reasons that we like to do these leagues in addition to it being fun fun, is that it is year long practice for those big drafts in September, but also because we do have some edges for you that will allow you to win. And there's nothing more fun than uh, having fun while you're making money. You can definitely do that with our tools. So we have the best ball workshop on the site. I go through how to approach every position in your best ball draft and how you want to construct your team we also have the ffpc best ball command center column which you just mentioned and it's really cool what this tool allows us to do now we're going to get into the tool the huge values that it allowed blair and me to get in the draft that we're doing but before we get to that let's talk a little bit about structural drafting and some of the things that we want to do with it now with structural drafting, whether it's zero running back or it's single elite running back, or if it's something specific to the format, like, you know, where you need to take your quarterbacks, how many defenses you have to have, how many place kickers you have to have. Now, one of the things, and it's kind of interesting, I saw the FFPC tweet this out yesterday talking about how people complain about kickers all the time, and yet they're getting like a a 73-27 split in terms of users deciding to play their best ball leagues that include kickers instead of don't include kickers. Now you think, you know, why would that be? And and Blair and I are all are playing leagues only with kickers. And why would we do that when we don't really like the kickers, but kickers and defenses give you another edge because about half of the drafters in your draft play them incorrectly. Right. And so if you just play in a league with defenses and place kickers and do the things you need to do there, even if they're a little bit boring, then it jumps up your win rate, right? So when you have these little things that you can do to really separate yourself from half of the league, then you go ahead and do that. And then it can be a little bit fun too, doing a little bit of research on kickers, finding out you know what their contract status is and who's likely to actually be out there next year when you're drafting early in 2021. You, know, you wanna be drafting kickers who really are locked into jobs. And one of these things that we do see in these drafts are people drafting kickers who probably will not be starters next year. So in addition to maybe taking the wrong number of kickers or taking them in the wrong spots, you know, we have kickers who are being drafted, who won't start. So enough about kickers. No one, no one cares about kickers. Let's get <laughs> to this and, and and talk about, you know, what we want to do here. And the question that people always ask me is doesn't structural drafting limit you and make it so it's not as fun to kind of pick your guys and i would say no i mean that's the exact opposite from what i really find structural drafting allows me to take you know whatever player picking prowess i have you know and we hope that based on the things that we have told you on the show the fact that our techniques for picking players is evidence-based and just the track record that we've established now with you that you think that we you know we do have some player picking prowess but regardless of that whatever strength you have in that area and you know there are all kinds of studies out there uh, telling us that people are overconfident right so even if we're for if we're average we probably believe we're great well if you're great at picking players doing structural drafting with it just makes both of those things even better and then when you add something like the ffpc best ball command center into the equation you know you really start to gap your league so colin that's what we're talking about today And I'm going to let you give a little bit of an intro here. Tell the audience uh, some of the things that this tool does and why it's fun to have open as you're going through and you're making your best ball selections.
3: One of the, the, like straight off the bat, I think for anybody, when you're on a pick, the, the decision is like, you know, let's say you're picking at the turn of either round, you're picking maybe at the 109, one hundred ten, and you're kind of making that decision. And obviously it, it affects it further down. I think the later you go, the more important it is to see those different percentages. But when you can say, you know, maybe we're going to leave this guy in at, at the end of the ninth round and try and pick him up on the way back at the start of the 10th round and vice versa, and see those kind of options of the, the percentage of that player will be available at the next pick or in two picks time, and give you kind of that option whether it's maybe you have two tight ends you like at a certain spot versus one running back or or vice versa again i think that's one of the best things that it does is gives you like the list of the adps and also the the thing i really like is it gives you the positional adp as well but the, the the percentage of seeing where the likelihood of you getting that next pick and getting the player you want so you can make that decision to set your your team up uh, for success i think it's a just so easy to break down so easy to see when it's in front of you and if you're playing in a lot of these leagues the other thing that is really cool is you can you can see your exposures on it as well so if you if you have a player that you really like that you're really stocking up and off all off season maybe it's a, a good time to to see that you're at 85 exposure it might be time to uh you know taper off a little bit and look in some other position so all your eggs aren't in the one basket but so many different ways that you can look through this tool and and like the tools up on the website uh, just gives you such a such an edge to try and set up that uh, you know set up your draft strategy because when you're on the clock as well if you're in some of these drafts where clocks particularly when we're getting close to the season uh t- timings can be very very quick uh, and you don't have that much time sometimes to make those decisions and having a tool like this where it kind of really breaks it down in a simple screenshot for you i think for for anyone that's getting into baseball or anyone that's uh, thinking about doing the process i think it, it really can help you from that perspective um overall sean i think like looking at the piece in general when we dive into it and talking about uh, the tool itself but when we look at some of the things that you've put into this that i think are very valuable and um, for the listeners and i know they'll probably have heard you talk about it previously but if they haven't one of the things when you're you know co-managing a team with sean uh, or you know drafting with sean that i find is uh so insightful is kind of reverse engineering that draft or you know visualizing the possible options for picks at that particular spot to kind of Again, slow down the draft process for you. When it gets to that point, there's no panic. It's like, look these are the guys that are going to be there, uh, and then you can make that decision. And I think that fits in with what you were saying previously as well, Sean. Just having, you know, an understanding. You might be saying that like it's not as much fun, uh, but it's more about, like you said, it's a lot more fun winning uh, than it is getting to just randomly pick players without putting in the uh, kind of research and the time in it. So. Um, that's that's one of the things that I always think is as fascinating as the the reverse engineering process uh, and knowing where those picks are going to be
2: yeah and we have a full ffpc dashboard for best ball that you can also use to really plot your strategy from the back of the draft to the front as well and you can see in these drafts the teams that haven't done that because once they get into those last 10 rounds They're chasing picks. The picks don't make sense. They realize, oh, if I had done it in a different order, I would have been able to accomplish the same thing and spent a lot less. And that's really what we're talking about today. The title of the article that this discussion is based on is how we managed to land 10 big values in the first 17 rounds of our FFPC best ball league using the command center. And it really is kind of crazy what you can accomplish if you're going through and you're grabbing some of these values. So you pull up the tool, it lets you visualize the picks that are going in the range that you're at. It shows you the values that are currently on the board and the range that those picks are going in and gives you a nice visualization of that, which I think really helps. Then it does the things that Colin was talking about. And it really is so cool to be able to see the odds that the guy you're considering is going to make it to your next pick and then to two picks, it really helps you make some of those tight decisions. And one of the things that we found is that when you rely on that, every once in a while you do miss. Because if there's a you know a 36% chance for someone and a 17% chance for somebody else, you know, you take the guy who you have less chance of coming back to.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed.
2: And then you are occasionally disappointed if you were also hoping for that other player, but it allows you to start getting big values as you go through the draft Couple of other little things that it does on the side. It gives you your roster. It gives you the full draft grid of that graph of that draft. It gives you news, so you don't have to worry about the some big uh, player move has happened while you're picking and you just missed it. So those are all things that that we like that make things a little bit easier and gives you that flexibility. But then it's cool to see what happens in a real draft. So we're going to kind of go through this and see what picks we had and how those
1: Hey,
0: Rotoviz Radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12-month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO21. That's RVRADIO21, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now.
2: Now in this particular example, we had the number four pick. We went with Saquon Barkley. That's about the range that he's in. In the second round, we were able to get Stefan Diggs. Now Diggs is about a half round value from that point. So You know, did we need the command center to to get that value on Diggs in the second round? No, probably not. And that's fairly straightforward. We come back through, we get Antonio Gibson. And then in the fourth round, Mark Andrews is a half round value for us. Again, did we need that to make that pick? Probably not. But it's nice to get those two values early and to see what then happens later. Fifth round, T. Higgins. Sixth round, Noah Fant. Both of those guys going about at ADP. And one of the things that is kind of nice about this, and that we can see from the roster construction explorer about this particular league is that zero running back actually works better than people realize, but it also works well to be, to be balanced, especially if you have those tight ends. So through six rounds, two running backs, two wide receivers, and then Andrews and Fant, which that really sets us up with the two tight ends to have a ton of flexibility later on. So, Colin, let's now jump into rounds seven through 11. How did the values play out here?
3: Yeah, so in terms, Sean, you mentioned you got the two tight ends. You started to to really load up on, on quarterback after that point. So through, uh, seven through nine, uh, three quarterback picks in a row, uh, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan. Uh, Herbert being the one there that, uh, in terms of his usual ADPs going off the board, just about uh almost right and a half of a difference uh you got him at the 704 normally going at the 601 we've talked in the past about getting those high upside quarterbacks and whether it's in any format at the moment particularly um you know heading into this season so getting Herbert at that spot uh, is a very uh strong pick Tom Brady was the next quarterback and then Matt Ryan and I find it interesting that like you know you, you'll start to see you can uh lapped the board almost at that point getting those three in quick succession uh, you know making people then maybe panic a little bit and start to jump aboard the the quarterback train to try and fit them in and uh, people then as you kind of look at and alluded to people maybe missing out on their strategy and starting to push for players that are maybe a a little bit of a reach at their position so it was interesting though Sean to see you jump in at those three those three guys I know getting that value on matt ryan as well kind of half around there for him but what was your thoughts jumping into the 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 three quarterbacks and the three consecutive picks there
2: so one of the things that we can see when we pull up either the roster construction explorer or the best ball win rate explorer which gives it to us from a kind of different angle it shows us sort of the ranges that these picks are giving excess win rate uh, looking at it as a draft board as opposed to what the RCE does. So that's a cool way to look at it. We know that the QB window is round seven through approximately 11 in this particular format. Now we want to get at least two of our quarterbacks in that range, if not all three, ideally, if you don't feel like you're overpaying, you'd get three of them. You don't want to force yourself into a situation where you're just taking the third guy to take him. If it's somebody who you think is essentially equivalent to a player who will go multiple rounds later, you can wait on that third guy, but someone like Matt Ryan, you know, we don't hesitate to take him there, especially when we know that he's a half round value. And especially when we know some of the guys who are coming up. So because of the players who are falling and because we can see the likelihood that they will last to us, we can be patient at some of these other positions. And then what happens is that in round 10, we take Jarvis Landry in round 11. We take Brandon Cooks. The cool thing about this is we get to our four receivers in these first 11 rounds, which we know that we want to do, even in the FFPC that is much more running back heavy than some other formats. The wide receivers are still very important as we try and make sure that we're winning the race to fill the flex, having a dominant flex position, but we also want value, right? And so when we look at these guys here, they're both lasting well below where they normally are taken. And even then, we have this secondary upside of knowing, okay, both of these guys are drafted well below where they finished last year. And beyond even last year, we have a very strong track record for them. So in terms of, again, trying to take every edge that we have, we want to look at some other research that we have. So we talked a little bit before about Blair's newest article where he's talking about, are your best ball teams too young? And finding that these veterans, especially at the wide receiver position, have better win rates than some of the younger players. Now, this is especially true once we get outside the top 100, right? So, Landry, Cooks, they're in that range where we're starting to flip from the young upside types of players, actually paying off quite well with win rate in the time period where we want to be a little bit more conservative because some of these older guys are going to give us great value. So, again, We're trying to stack as many small edges as we can to create this powerhouse team when we're done. So the seven through 11 range went very, very well column. Take us through 12 through 17 and give us a little bit of insight into some of the guys that we took here. And Perhaps if there are any players that even though we got a good value on them that you might be skeptical of, maybe you think that their value or their ADP is going to collapse as we go forward. And that even though we appeared to get a value, in the end, it may not be that.
3: I don't think, looking at the just for the listeners, I'll go through the guys first just by name, but it was Chubba Hubbard, Rashad Penny, Christian Kirk, Justin Tucker, Rondell Moore, and then Sterling Shepard rounding out all the way up to the 17th round. And I don't think there's any of those guys that I think will collapse in value. The one that could potentially have a... A big change in value, you know, would be would be Rashad Penny if the Seahawks went with a running back in the draft, and, and with all things considered, uh, you know, they do need offensive linemen, but you know, they love to they love to try and establish the run. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. But uh, in terms of overall, um, you know, you mentioned as well about the kickers and and trying to uh, get the advantage over the field. I don't think there's any kicker that's really, um, you know, possibly Harrison Bucker, who's going to be. there with Justin Tucker but I think just based on consistency over his career I think Tucker should have been the kicker number one going off the board here and he was the the second kicker off the board in this draft and almost a a round after uh, Buckner went so I think there's um a great value there for him just in terms of how it shows up in in the tool it's a mild value same for ron delmore but uh, i think in terms of getting him at that spot it gives a lot of flexibility then with where you're going with the the kicker position um and how much you're you're diving into it so it it, it also a bit like where you went with the third quarterback uh, it started a run as well at the kicker position Uh, shortly after that, there was an additional five kickers going uh, before the end of that round. And then the round after another five kickers going off the board. So uh, pushing some of those other values down to you. And I think that's what happened with Rondell Moore falling down there. But I think, you know, two players that I've consistently thought were undervalued uh, (laughs) almost since they come into the league until now, and that's Christian Kirk and Sterling Shepard. I think both of those proven to be uh, big values based on their draft positions where they went off the board so uh you know in terms of adp at the current time uh, sterling Shepard is almost going three rounds higher than you took him here normally going in the 14.04 range and in this draft sean you getting them three rounds later 17.04 so big big value there and i think they're players who could easily slip through the cracks in terms of people forgetting about them um cork has had his big games and has had his splash games but he's also had those very quiet games and maybe over the the seasons where people have maybe actually inserted him into the lineups and were kind of relying on him uh maybe there are some of the games that they've let him let, let owners down and so i think both of those guys could potentially uh be really really uh good core pieces this offseason like when you're getting into the rounds uh 14 and getting Kirk, and into round 17 and getting shepherd now that i don't think that'll be possible in every draft but i think you're starting to really give yourself some upside you mentioned getting those wide receivers in the first 11 rounds but when you're having somebody like Kirk, then as a supplementary piece to that is is just major upside
2: yeah, well, it's good, to, it's good to hear that because those were some picks that I think were a little bit trickier to make. Maybe they don't have the pizzazz of some other picks. So one of the things you can do to balance out uh, taking too many swing for the fences picks and yet having some excitement in your roster is to wait right and try and make sure you get good values hubbard is a back i think we could see absolutely explode after the draft now i'm probably wrong about this right but hubbard is (laughs) someone with world-class speed who in 2019 was fantastic right so you have to have an idea or a specific thesis for why he can suddenly no longer play or suddenly isn't the same guy to not like him well above where he's being taken. I mean, he's one of these guys from this class that isn't super strong at their running back position who could still end up being a star. And one of the things that we also expect from rookies in this area is that they're going to rise a little bit post-draft. We'll talk about that a little bit more on Thursday until in terms of how it affects your early dynasty drafts, but he's someone who could rise Penny. It's interesting to see, you know, the Seahawks now all the reports are that they're not going to resign Chris Carson. I think that Penny is just a a crazy value at this level if that happens now it doesn't mean that he's going to be the starter they're talking about mike davis they could obviously make a draft pick which you know after their draft picks have not really worked out that well at the position they might be uh, very much in, in better shape if they took the advice from russell wilson and made sure their quarterback was happy instead of continuing to focus on this running back position but penny here again an upside kind of play so when we're looking at taking even running backs and most of these guys go around adp we're looking at players we think could really rise in terms of their value later on so even these picks might be a value and then we allow the draft to keep coming to us so kirk a guy who falls maybe his adp continues to drop a little bit maybe the cardinals draft someone or add someone you know larry fitzgerald likely retiring and then there's a spot for him he could emerge i mean they play different roles so there's a spot for him anyway and that's the reason why he's fallen is that he really did underperform this year maybe we're still one year away right sterling shepherd last year a great win rate at a higher adp and despite missing a handful of games so now does that mean that he's going to be a great value in 2021 definitely not but there are a lot of signals pointing in that direction and unless they add a big time playmaker that really shifts around everything that they're doing in terms of that passing game which is always possible he's a, a crazy value but even if the worst happens and this is one of the things that you're looking for again is you want to understand the different scenarios and what would happen even if the worst happens and they do add a target hog shepherd is still valued in such a way and still has a role within the team to where he could really return value specifically at this price and that's the key here in terms of we want to be aware of price when we're making all of these different picks and then again you mentioned the kicker that again part of our our rce strategy the tactics within the draft here knowing where the place kicker window is not getting boxed out of that if you get on the front edge of it because there's not a better value somewhere else and we took tucker because of the slight value but then that also frees you up to where you don't have to chase later on you don't have to make a, a place kicker pick for someone you're not sure is even going to be a starter next year in a spot where you had a different guy that you liked and so then you hurt yourself twice you've lost a pick that you really wanted and now you have a kicker who may not be a starter so we want to be making sure we're balancing all of those objectives as we go through and the command center makes it so much easier to do that again can you go through these types of calculations on your own you can but the tool makes it easier. It makes it more fun. And it really sort of reinforces good decision-making, which I think can be hard because even if you played fantasy football for 15 years, done, you know, literally thousands of drafts, you still want to make the fun pick. And so to have something that's allowing you to make fun picks, but also helping you stay disciplined, that's a tool that helps me. And so I I think it's a fun tool to play with and hopefully it will help uh, some of our listeners as well
3: yeah and I think you mentioned there like staying disciplined I think it, it keeps, you, keeps you honest uh, you know it helps you not get uh, caught up maybe in your own think uh, and just going with your own decisions on each occasion it helps you make a, a more educated decision and uh, also as we mentioned about the exposures and uh, the kind of odds that that player will be there the next pick it helps you make those smarter picks as you mentioned so I definitely recommend the listeners check that out over on the site uh, finishing up Sean with a question we got in related to best balls and uh, we're gonna it's from p.m farley uh he did say he's saying more teams utilize rotovision theory uh, i'm just gonna ask you first sean is that a is that a trademarked term rotovision
2: oh well i yeah sure i i think that i, I love to hear <laughs> that we definitely have some some rotovision theory
3: uh, he says that people are using uh, rotavision theory and his early best ball tens with heavy wide receiver starts. He said, is there a counter move to this or just dig in and stay the course? So I'll, I'll let you go for Sean. If, if what your thoughts are on it.
2: Yeah, I think that you want to stay the course because one of the things that happens when drafters are taking a more optimal approach, you don't want to pivot to one that that is worse, right? You, you need to stick with the best practice here to make sure you're not losing a value to some of these other drafters. One of the things that I would say is that in these early rounds, if you have one running back that you really want, you know, make sure you get some exposure to that guy. Make sure that if you know, you have someone in the first round, you have someone in the second round, you have someone in the third round, you have someone in the fourth round, you know, but you don't want to stack all those guys together, right? We pull up the roster construction Explorer. You look at the results from that and they're absolutely terrible. So we know that we want to get exposure to running backs across leagues, not within a league. And I think that's the real key is that if wide receivers are going earlier and pushing some of the guys you like down, don't completely avoid them, but make sure that you're still maintaining this wide receiver heavy overall start. And so, you know, I I want to take advantage anytime things change slightly. One of the things that we've seen is that in the past several years with drafts getting so running back heavy that it, it took something that was already very successful in terms of, you know, single elite running back or zero running back. And it made it just overwhelmingly successful. Well, I mean, ADPs are probably going to repair themselves a little bit, especially after a season like we just had that really reinforces some of these things we've been talking about all along, but we don't want to pivot to the point where we're giving away a ton of value. We just want to make sure that if there are some running back targets that we really like that we do get some exposure to some of them
3: yeah that's a super answer i think again referencing back to the the command center you know it can give you some of the insights as to where and this mightn't work as much in those opening rounds because there won't be as much of a variance sometimes in adp but you might see some of those uh, running backs as you mentioned get pushed down uh, into that second round for example uh, That should be first round picks and you know maybe a player there that you want to Uh, go maybe your plan is going to zero or be and then you know it changes into a more modified approach Uh, i think it's like you know try and just stay stay true to gaining those values and uh, and to your lineups and and like every year there's going to be wide receivers going in those spots as well that you know maybe they aren't your wide receiver targets so it can still work to your advantage if, if those players that you wouldn't be targeting are potentially drafted earlier than you would be taking them so uh, it can work out in both ways but a very very good question um Sean the last thing I want to mention before we finish up is uh, we have been talking over the last couple of weeks on your 2021 Superflex Dynasty mock that you and uh, Sam Wallace have been doing uh, we covered the first three parts from the show over the last couple of weeks part 4 is up on the website for anyone looking to see how that fourth round went and it is it's quite interesting because uh that's where the talk of kind of trading back uh, and those dynasty startups finding that sweet spot for maybe gaining some extra picks for that year or future years uh, starts to come into play so i would recommend that for anyone spe- particularly if you're in uh if you're in any startups this offseason a great series uh so far do check that one out uh, and last but not least um You'll be able to know as always, as a loyal podcast listener, you can gain access to the stuff we talked about today on the show and all those tools and all the great content up on the site. Save yourself a 10% discount off a one year RotoViz subscription by using the code RVRadio2021 at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for further information. Uh, Perfect time to get involved. So much content up on the site uh, for your reading pleasure this off season. To the very last thing before I forget, we had mentioned. Uh, about uh, giving away one off the dynasty command center rookie guides to a listener that has slipped my attention this week and uh, we are currently recording so there's no time to uh, <laughs> check up who is the winner so i'm going to open it up for a further week to our listeners uh leave a written and review as to how you won your league in 2020 thanks to listening to rotavis uh, radio or particularly the Road of His Overtime podcast, drop us uh, a five-star review. Uh, I have had a lot of people reach out over the last week, and uh, I'll just leave it open for one more week, your chance to win.
2: Since we're extending it another week, why don't we also give out a second rookie draft guide? So we'll give out two guides, and again, five-star reviews that explain how the podcast helped you win your draft last year, win your league, or if you're in a dynasty league, how it allowed you to really... Jump that rebuild forward a full year, something to that effect. We want to hear how the podcast has really helped you in your league. So we'll do a second guide. We'll have another week for the contest, and we're looking forward to giving these out. People have been very excited when they open them up,
3: yeah, and uh, I guess that that was my plan all along. Sean was to uh, get a second guide for for the listeners. I think the listeners will appreciate me doing that and and not announcing the winner this week. We'll pretend that is the the real reason that uh, that we didn't announce the winner today but two guides now up for grabs and uh, that i promise you will be announced on next week's shows as always thank you for tuning in my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel find pieces like we talked about today on the show and his other great work up on rotavis.com and until we're back on thursday have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rodavis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotovis Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Road Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward
1: slash podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.